You are now listening to the new Old Heads podcast, premiered every Thursday at noon Eastern Standard Time at BringDownTheBand.com, and brought to you by No Bad Ideas, Coleman Dental, Printfinity, Indie CD and Vinyl, and Sun King Brewery. Support the new Old Heads by visiting our Patreon at patreon.com slash newoldheads. You are now tuned in to the new Old Heads podcast. I am Major Seven. The entire crew is here. We had just got we just talked about in the pre pregame show. Um well it's not a pregame show because we're not it's not a game, but y'all know what I mean. We just happened to have a random video conversation that went pretty well. So the crew is enthused and ready to go. My man Jay Moore is in the building, the voice of Indianapolis, aka Mr. Kansas City Mac. How are you, sir? Uh I'm hanging in there, man. <laughs> it is what it is. You know, hopefully the second part of the week goes a lot better than the first. But um, you know what? I, I woke up this morning, so it's a lot better than a lot of folks. So it's all good. Pre- preach that word. That's what it's all about at the end of the day. I feel you. I feel you. Man, DJ Diff, what's happening, brother? Good to see you. Everything good, Joe? Good. Am I glitching? You Just sure are. Check before yeah, you we have- get started. Yeah, you might you might hop out and hop back in, bro. If that if that helps, it's just a little glitch okay, on it. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, it's all good. A man longevity live from the bringing down the band hand headquarters. Still waiting on that green uh, old school lamp that he has. Maybe one day I'll get it. How are you, sir? Well, you're a grown man. You can buy yourself <laughs> one of your own. You know. Yeah, you're right. I'm, I'm an adult. I'm doing, <laughs> I'm doing all right, man. I've had this lamp since I was. Probably second grade. I know like I ain't I, getting it now. It really I've means it, something. Yeah, I've I've had it for a very long time. So I feel you. I feel you. It it uh it, you know it's for my plant. I have one plant, and uh, yes. it, it's the sun for the plant. So you know, because I don't. I'm gonna look. Open, I'm gonna look uh, online, man. They probably have replicas. Yours is yours is legit though. Got that old school vibe. You can tell that one got some age on it. So I'll see if I can find me a replica or yeah, something like, like that. It's like rusty and shit. It's like a pretty shitty lamp yeah. actually. But. I like it. I like it. <laughs> Rounding out the squad as always, the incomparable DJ Spools. What's happening, brother? Hello, Michael. How are you, sir? You asked me first. I'm doing well. How are you? Good, Michael. man. Yeah. I'm good. Good to see you as always. Um, hey, man, I want to tell you something. Mm-hmm. I can, I guarantee you could find a lamp just like that. Okay. Thank you, man. Thank or, you. or very similar. When's your birthday, Mike? My birthday, September 8th. Okay. So yeah. if you wait uh, maybe <laughs> 11, 10, 11 months, man, I got you. <laughs> Thank, you. Thank you, man. I'm, I'm, I'm going to try to hold out, bro. I, well, I, I guess Krima is coming up. So Krima is coming up. You know, you know, I'll. I'll just leave it at that, brother. Kruma is coming up, and Terry will. Um, will you guys be doing? Will Printfinity be doing another Murray Kruma sweater this year? Sweatshirt, maybe in a different style. I don't know. Still got my wife. If somebody want to, if somebody want a quarantine Kruma shirt or something like that, I don't know. All right, up some. Make that happen. Huh? Some, man. Yeah. All right. I don't think it's gonna be too many parties to rock the Kruma sweat sweat uh, sweater. Folks is out here in these streets, man. I don't know. I don't know listen. if I've been paying attention to Beyonce's internet, but it's a lot of parties and going on. And folks is <laughs> Not, out here in these streets. I don't see a lot of masks out here Mask out here uh, in the midst of these parties. But we're just going to leave it at that. Yeah. But uh, no, maybe I'm the fool for trying to stay out the way. We'll find out when these numbers start coming out. Of course, you're not the fool for trying to stay out of the way. I'm just saying, the people look at me like I'm crazy when I, I, you know, I got family members and stuff. You, what you doing? You wearing a mask? Like you really? I said, uh, yeah, that's what I'm doing. I mean, I can do you. You know, if you, you know, your family's asking about that. What type of people do you hang around? I had a couple. I had a cousin to challenge me. I ain't gonna put him out. Say like still. Like still? I, I had a, I had a cousin that cha- challenged me that thought, you know, everything was rounding into form. I'm like, nah, it ain't rounding into nothing. Uh, you might want to pay attention, bro. Nah, man, I'm telling you, it's straight. I said, all right, you can't make a grown person do anything they don't want to do. So, hey, <laughs> that's the problem. Yeah, you know, it is what it is. But the funny thing about it is, I think he's starting to come on back around a little bit now. So, you know, good. It is. That's good. All right, man. Let's uh let's see. What did I have first for today? So what's up? 
Did I miss something? No, Eric said, uh, who's throwing a Halloween party this weekend? <laughs> <laughs> Man, do you wear... Hey, e, let me ask you a question since you're in the chat. Shout out to the chat. Nicole is in here. David's in here. I believe Keisha was in here. I hope I don't miss you, brother, to the night. I see you. It's, it's real live right now. We really appreciate y'all. Um, let me ask you guys this before we start a topic since y'all are in the chat. Do you wear a mask underneath your Halloween mask? That's my question. Can anybody answer that? Do you wear a mask underneath your Halloween mask? Do you want to not be able to breathe at all? (laughs) (laughs) No, just skip the Halloween parties, you know? Skip them, man. uh, Just go ahead and get you some Reese's Pieces and uh, whatever that you like and (laughs) buy the bag and just stay at home. You can even Sarah dress and I, Sarah up. And I've been watching a lot of uh, scary movies, man, or Halloween movies. I wouldn't say they're that scary, but yeah. I've, I've been watching. They had they're having Halloween um, marathons. I watched one at my mom's when I was in Anderson, and uh, they were kind of going one through whatever. They get bad towards the end, but classic joints they were playing. What's the scariest? Let's go around real quick since it is Halloween. Okay. Time. What's the scariest? And I'll, and I'll yeah, kick it yeah, off. Yeah, um, yeah. Like Halloween movie or series to you guys, as far as what actually scared you. Not that you didn't think was like hokey or silly, but was actually scary to you. And I'll say for me, it was Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Mm. Uh, because that shit could actually happen. You know what I mean? Like, okay. Kind of like, um, and that's since I was a kid. I remember seeing that shit when I was way too young, you know, because I have an mm-hmm. older sister. And uh, yeah, mm. good point. Texas question. Chainsaw Massacre always freaked me out. So that's, mm. a, that's a really good question. That is a very a good couple. question. Terry, go y'all probably gonna laugh. Y'all gonna laugh at me on this one. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna just throw it out there because I don't care. I don't give a fuck. When there I was a kid, uh, Thriller used to scare the living shit out of me. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I, I ain't even going front. I'm, I ain't I even going front, especially coming up. You know, you, you used to seeing Michael Jackson. You know, what I'm saying he's this this dancing icon. He was with his brothers, Jackson Five. The Can You Feel It video was all. You know, what I'm saying like yeah, like black black righteous spaceman shit. And all of a sudden, you see him turning into this goddamn werewolf. And, and then motherfuckers coming about the ground, and then he turned to this damn zombie. They they run into the creepiest house they could find. Clearly, by far the creepiest creep you can run into. As a kid, that fucked me up. But movie wise, um, I would have to go with uh, Altergeist and uh, Amityville Horror Show. Hmm. Okay. Jay Moore. Okay. I um I tell you what, it's 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 it sounds corny and like I'm trying to do too much, but um uh get out like Ooh. because I just felt like yo that brother the was the same reason I said for Texas Chainsaw Massacre. It could actually what? happen. And I said Texas Chainsaw Massacre because it could actually happen. Like, oh yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Cause like Freddie and all that shit. I mean, I always thought those were funny, even when I was kid. Was a kid. Um, sure was. Scary, but yeah, would well, get out. Child's like, play is not scary. Yeah, no, that shit. That he had those one liners. It was more. I mean, <laughs> and now like even Candyman has become like it's funny, especially to me and Spools. If you ever if you watch the uh, the Prims uh, uh, movie reviews, um, so like that's funny to me. But but like we get out like. I t- I'm not ruining anything. If you haven't seen Get Out by Now, that's on you. Um, like at the very end, where it was like it looked like he had killed killed all the white family, and you saw those sirens, and you'd be like, mm-hmm. "Well, this is the part where the police show up." And like, <laughs> but it was it was um, it was Lil Rel um, in the security Save car, the and basically yeah. took him away from there. And I was like, that was the scariest part of the movie because I was like, "Oh, the brother's going to jail now for killing all these white people." <laughs> When I saw it in the theater, you could hear the whole you could hear the whole room go, "Oh no!" Everybody was elated. Everybody was elated when when it was real. It popped out the car. Yeah, I actually remember that when I was at the theater. Yeah, Yeah, I actually started clapping. You know what, spools? I'm gonna have to uh, based off your your. We hear you looking for Candyman, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) 
it was based off your logic for uh, <laughs> uh Texas Chain, so I'm gonna have to agree. With, I'm gonna have to agree with you, man. That shit was scary. Like I'm gonna have to go with you on that. And some real, just real quick, Rob Zombie's movies. Like if I were younger when those came out, uh, yeah. they would. I mean, they're oh yeah, yeah, they're scary. House of a Thousand Corpses. Yeah, and it was really Jacks. Yeah, and them, them are some seriously like disturbing movies. Exchange yeah. Star is crazy though. That 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 shit is crazy. Loan what you got, man. Do you, do you have one? I can't think of any from like when I was a kid, off top of my head. But but I can say that uh, Insidious was was pretty good. Oh, um, that's good. Okay. Yeah. Um, but also, it's the movie I was thinking of. Uh, um. I like Insidious. They got three of those. There's three. There's one other one there I was more? thinking of. I think there's a handful of them. Uh, another a good one is The Descent. I don't know if you've seen that one. It's oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's also kind of could be like real life. Maybe like they go diving down into a cave and then all of a sudden there's like where some, it's like uh, the foggy type shit. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Uh, okay yeah. Right. They dive. Yeah. They dive. I, into cave. That's, that's I was never mess. really scared of. Them shit i was supposed to be scared of like everybody was scared of like you said freddie and jason and michael like chucky and shit like that that shit didn't scare me it was more of the the shit that because like amityville horror that that was like a demonic house so that it yeah. happened in real life you know what i'm saying Poltergeist was, yeah, that was somewhat house similar yeah yeah so that that type shit creeped me out it might turn into the goddamn werewolf and uh, yeah. it was on a whole nother level for me. We've been watching <laughs> classic, classic films, like the old old ones, like not old, old, like 30s and 40s, but like Evil Dead. Yeah. And we watched last, <laughs> last House on the Left. So I remember my dad telling me about this, like it got pulled from the theaters, like after mm-hmm. it had come out. Sarah and I watched it, and I had seen it once before, but I guess I didn't remember it well, but it's, it's, um, it makes it just more makes you uncomfortable. It's like it's rapey. And Sarah and I were talking mm-hmm. about how like seventies horror films were kind of rapey. And that's one yeah. thing that yeah. always Real just damsel in turns, distress turns my stomach, dude. Like that shit, yeah. I can't watch that shit. I really can't. Like it's should I be saying that uh Freddie was a pedophile? He was a pedophile. Yeah. That that gave it a whole nother creepy spin. Because I, I never picked that up as a kid. You know what I'm saying? I just thought he was somebody messing with people in their dreams. I th- well, they they talk uh, about it in the first one. And then like later on, you see him when he was still alive. But yeah, the parents in that neighborhood burned him because he was basically a kidnapping and he was a pedophile and he was killing kids. So, yeah. The chat is giving us a lot of get a lot of stuff. Uh, he said the ring scared the shit out of him. Me too. Yeah, um, that was scary. I mean, KD. The ring was creepy when that chick came out. Yeah, that was it right there. Uh, uh, Dad, shout out to the homie. Accent per se, but the shit he was turning into on uh, thriller content. Hell yeah, <laughs> feeling shining. Shining, yeah, shining. That's a good one. The Gremlins is C-A-D more. Said Gr- Gremlins him as a kid. Which one, Mike? <laughs> Gremlins. 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 Okay, yeah. Well, movies like Gremlins are why they had to do a PG thirteen rating because you know for as wild as Gremlins was, it was PG because it went from PG to R until like maybe nineteen eighty four, eighty five. Yeah. So. I mean, if you taking your exactly. kid to like a movie and they're like seven, you think, oh, it's Steven Spielberg, and and then it's Gremlins getting put in the uh, uh, microwave and, and blenders. And microwaves. Yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah, that shit went. Jake Chromatic and Rob Zombie. When it come to horror movies, I, I see, I see Amityville got Poltergeist. Rob Zombie is when it comes to movies. Nicole said the OG Night of the Living Dead because everybody dies damn near. Okay. Yeah, that um, was wild. Okay, we appreciate y'all chat. I'm I'm a nerd for um uh Saw. I like the Saw series. I think Jigsaw is that dude. Like I love the tracks. I love I, how they set everything up. I said I was scared. I said I like the movie, man. Why are you always doing that? I was just wondering because we, we were talking about movies that were scary per se. But you said I, I like Saw. Was about all right, man. Let me go ahead and get to the topics because that's not what that was about. You, you, you trying, you trying to play? It's cool. cool. Sorry Jigsaw. for the uh, sorry for the detour, but happy Halloween, everybody. <laughs> be, be safe out there. 
Jigsaw's that dude, though. Real talk. All right. Um, <laughs> let's jump into the rundown. So, thought it'd be good to talk about Buster Rhymes has been in the news for you know, got e, uh, ELE two, which I cannot wait to hear. I saw the track list. I think it's going to be dope. I have faith in Buster. Lone has always been a someone that spoke highly of Buster whenever we bring up rap or talk about anything on the show. But did you guys see where they were talking about um, where he and T.I. were kind of going back and forth and T.I. was basically saying that, you know, Buster was from an entirely different generation. They're like eight years apart. He was talking about, weren't you on the leaders of the new school and all that type of stuff in relation to doing a versus battle? I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, what? why does that matter if your records can stand the test of time? Like, I don't I don't understand the argument about saying, well, it's a generational gap, so we can't go against each other. Like, I feel like people was trying to play Buster like he doesn't have heat. I think Buster Rhymes has a catalog. You think about features. He's been doing features the last two or three years with some of the younger kids. And then you think about some of his timeless records. Like, I don't I, I didn't like that as an out. Like, I'm like. I almost feel like Buster been getting played on the internet like he doesn't have a crazy catalog. So I'll come to you, uh, Jay Diff, first. In terms of that generational gap shit, we're talking about the versus culture and people are talking about that with Buster. Like his catalog is fucking amazing. Like, did you agree with Tip when he said, nah, I don't want that smoke because you're too old? I think he was ducking him. In my personal opinion, I think he was ducking him. It has nothing to do with a generational gap. That's just my opinion. What do you think? Uh, in a sense, like you, you got to put it in perspective. Um, as far as when they came out, so so Tip came on the scene, uh, what early two thousands with uh, the uh, I'm Serious album. Yeah, yeah. around yeah, early two thousands. Early yep. two thousands. So Buster Rhymes uh, came out like ninety two, ninety three. Yeah, his first Just solo album was ninety six. So first that's what I'm solo album was about ninety six. The, the first leaders album, the first leaders was like ninety one, ninety two, something like that. Point out, and they was fresh out of high school. But um, I, I can kind of see it as that. But the thing about Buster Rhymes is he he stood the test of time and was yes. able to translate his sound from that time to now. It's kind of like a Jay Z. We think uh, Jay Z is the same age as Big Daddy Kane. Big Daddy Kane ain't dropping records right now. Um, so essentially, yeah. he would be used as the generational gap because okay. he's not doing anything that's prevalent or that's relating to um, kids or youth or even us right now. You know what I'm saying? But a Buster Rhymes, he's been consistent that long. So it, it's more to me necessarily say Tip was scared. Maybe he he's not doing enough education to realize that. Buster Rhymes is still one of your peers out here. He he really can outrap you. And he's not, I understand he's not in the same lane as far as the type of music they create. Maybe that may have been what he should have said. Hey, I do more trap side. You you more of a hip hop, yeah, in a pop song here. Maybe there. that may have been Maybe what he should have said. I need to go hey, up against somebody that's more side. suitable you, you to more my style versus saying that there's a generational gap. That's where he kind of fucked up because like, he stood test of time being able to uh, stick and jab and move in every single generation since he came out. Yep. I can dig that. Um, Spools, jump in there, man. What do, what do you think about that 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 generational gap? I mean, like, I, to me, like I said, if the music is hot and it can last the test of time, that shouldn't matter. And I'm seeing a lot of people that's trying to play Buster Rhymes on his catalog. Like, I, I don't, I just didn't understand the, the train of thought from Tip. What do you think, Spools? Yeah, I don't know, man. I think I agree with Terry when he could have, it would have been better said. But I mean, if Tip doesn't feel this way, he shouldn't say it. But better said is like, you know, more of a style thing or, you know, here's what I find super interesting about this. And this might be going too deep with it, but. Back in, back in the days, I don't know, you know, late or early 2000s, late 90s, maybe before that, and then going back, New York always hated, like the East Coast always hated on the South. Mm-hmm. Definitely like, wouldn't fuck with them, really. And mm-hmm. I think it's funny now that like the South, the dude from the South, T.I., you know, now that we're doing this versus shit. Yeah. You know, a dude from the East Coast wants to, you know, do one and he's like, nah. 
You know what I mean? I just think it's kind of interesting in a way. But um but no, man, I yeah. think that's a I think it's kind of an interesting excuse or an interesting reason on on tips part like i think it could be a, a really good versus battle i mean no they're not the same like yes like a tip gz or a tip and gucci man or something like that is what everybody would want to hear but tip and buster rhymes is kind of like out of left field like i don't know but that's not really what versus seems to have been trying to do you know what i mean like pit two completely different people together and see what happens you know but um no that's kind of a lame excuse the generation thing i don't know what he's trying to go for like um and to your point buster rhymes has been doing it well and you know often for a long time so hasn't lost a step let me let me uh let me come to loan loan um you've always we've talked about verses you're like eh, you've been pretty consistent on that i thought this would be one that would be um more intriguing to you. Would that be fair to say just because it's a little bit outside of the norm and styles are different? They say styles make fights, but would this would this have sparked your interest more in relation to verses based for on sure. how you normally are about it? Yeah, for sure, because it's it's a little bit different. You know, like Busta and TR are two different demographics. So it's right. like, what, what is Busta going to play, you know, th- that's going to match up against this TI record? You know, like, what is TI going to play that's going to match up against Wuha? You know, like... How how is this gonna you know like I'm I'm it to me it would be at least interesting you know like Jeezy, right. uh, Ti accepted Jeezy's you know um, challenge invitation yeah challenge yeah. yep so you know that that's that's what we would expect so it doesn't interest me as much but um yeah I mean I would have been interested I mean I'm a I'm a Busta fan you know like I think he's highly slept on and uh, underrated and uh, I think Ti. I think Ti was respectful, but in a way, he 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 tried to clown Buster with a couple things, especially when he said that, uh, yeah, you should get somebody of your own generation, like LO Cool J, like. Thank you. Yeah, nah, yeah, that, that, that that's was like, 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 what are you, what are you talking about? Kind of like, what I was meant, man. It's kind of playing him, dude. You know, he tried yeah. to play him on that. He tried to play him on that. I mean, even so, LL. I even said it in the video that I put out on the on the channel. It was like, you know, LL was thriving in the mid '80s. Like Buster Rhymes' first album was '96. Like you can, yes. we can talk. We can talk about leaders of the new school, but leaders of the new school was not solo Buster Rhymes. It was it was different. And and, and t- if Ti comes out in like two thousand right. two thousand one, definitely it was a different style. Altogether. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's still different generations in between there. So like, it's you know, I don't know. I I I don't think the generational thing was. I think it's. I think maybe he just misspoke. You know, I think he was more so speaking to. Um. Unless he's only familiar with Busta's old stuff and hasn't been paying attention, but um, you know, I, I don't know. Yeah, to answer your question, I definitely would have been more interested in versus if uh, Ti was a part of it. With Busta. I'm looking, I'm looking in the chat right now. I see Nicole is out here showing out. She says she thinks Ti and Busta is a bum matchup style wise. She also says she heard uh, a bootleg of the Busta. I guess it's pretty dope for her. That's probably eight out of twenty five tracks or something. And let's see who else said something. T.I. didn't want those problems. Eric, I feel you. And he said, uh, let's see, David said, uh, plus Buster switched his style up consistent, constantly. He has. He's very versatile. Uh, let's see. Stone event said it's a marketing decision. Okay. And then Nicole said, y'all acting like Buster been doing more than features a few the last few years. And that, and that ain't real. That's not relevant, I see, though. I see she I see she gonna be on one in the chat today. It's all good. <laughs> Buster did plenty in the two thousands. I see you, David. Jay Man, Moore, he's man, done put just as much on that. He's done just as much as Ti essentially because I mean he's had mixtapes with Q Tip. Ti so. uh, he's had like what one or two releases. He's had some mixtapes too. So as far as that's concerned, I think they're equally yoked. I don't think that. Um, I understand you as far as style wise though. Because yeah, if, yeah. if when you when you're using a TI versus Buster Rhymes, so you're gonna have the people that are, are big fans of Buster Rhymes that ain't trying to hear the TI tracks and yeah. vice versa. It, it doesn't matter how good they sound, um, they're gonna pick the latter because that's who they riding for. So I can I can G for that. But as far gotta, as being out, um buses, I think he's been doing just as much as TI has in the past few years. You got a pocket of people though that are like what I would consider us for the most part 
I like Ti, so there would there be some jokes where I would be like, man, I don't know. Like I wouldn't be pro Buster 100 percent and just saying I don't rock with Ti. Like Ti got some heat, so I'd be we'd be, be in that kind of in that middle. You know what I'm saying? There are to Terry's point, though, I agree. There are there's gonna be sizes like nah, I ain't fuck with Tip or nah, I don't fuck with Buster Rhymes. But I would kind of fall in the middle because I like both. So that's why it would be intriguing to me to just. I definitely think it's a marketing. It's definitely a marketing decision because T.I. just dropped an album and Busta just dropped an album or is about to. And this would have been perfect promotion for both their albums if they would have done it. To to Nicole's point, I think that she was kind of saying like this is Busta's first album since 2012. I didn't realize that. Uh, Yeah, I think that's what she's maybe not. I think that's where she's going to. I see what you're saying, Spools. I'm more jumping here on this generation. Years, so yeah. Yeah, jump in on this generational gap, man. Talk to me about that because I, I don't I don't see it as a uh, legit. Just I'd rather say the styles don't match. Um, I don't think the styles match, and and quite honestly, I feel like uh, Ti did Busta a favor. Um, it, it's it sounds crazy to the quote unquote hip hop purists, but you know when I think about some, you know, when I I was going in my head and thinking about some of Busta's singles. Not talking about entire bodies of work, but I'm like, man, that that really doesn't hold up. Uh, that doesn't hold up, you know. Um, like when wait, I think wait, about wait. a song like, when I think about a song like wait. "Break Your Neck," I'm like, ah, eh, that song ain't that 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 don't do it. To, it. It doesn't hold up, you know. But when I think about what you know about that and "Top Back" and and "Twenty Fours," like these are songs that still go. And I do think there's a generational gap there, you know, because you don't think that Busta Rhymes would try to break out with like the scenario remix or uh, PTA. Like, I guarantee you he would go. Hey, he would dip all the way back into his catalog if you're talking about a battle, because, you know, there are people who are diehard Busta Rhymes fans who would want to hear that. But at the same time, the people are still dope, right? I'm not saying that they're not dope, but I'm talking about there are some records that Buster had as singles and things that he might think, okay, this is going to be my number. This is going to be number 15, another 17. I'm like, "Mm, it might not hold up the same way, Um, you know, because I I kind of went down a Buster Rhymes rabbit hole and there are things that Buster Rhymes never released as singles. I'm like, man, that was that was dope. But like this shit he put out as a single, I'm like, you know that song he has a song like get out that is almost kind of like oh kind of riding that wave of hard knock life it was the first single i believe you know but like who's really played or listened to that song in the 20 years since it was released and that was a single you know um you know what party going on over here i think would be a monster but like i don't know if people even remember that song like that so i don't think it's a you know people say styles make fights i honestly believe for the people who log on to a versus like T.I. would wipe the floor with uh, Buster Rhymes. And I'm a Buster Rhymes fan, more of a Buster Rhymes fan than, uh, you know, you got to you got to think about it. You got to think who's actually going to get on their phone or their computer and watch this particular matchup and who's really had those songs. Like I said, I'm I'm talking, I'm giving you a few singles that if you go back and listen to, you'd be like, nah, this wasn't it. Mm-hmm. You're, you're analyzing the crowd in the audience. I'm talking about. Yes, yeah, that's what I do. No, I know. <laughs> but what I'm saying is, if we talk about jams for jams, now keep in mind, they do take into consideration features. A Buster Rhymes exactly. is bought a lot of features on a lot of dope. It's, and so has T.I. That's what I'm saying, though. Like, that's why I think this is a lot closer and people are trying to make it because if you want to talk about back catalog, that's fair. I'll concede that because some of those joints, they may not have the legs. Care what you say, if he play. You know, if you think about Big Bang, if he plays New York shit, that's going to go. Touch it. Touch is going to go. Those joints are going to go. Touch it, I could see. New York shit, I don't know. Because once again, it's New York shit. And we're talking about the internet, which is worldwide. So there are people going to be like, whatever. He, he, I, I would be like, oh, yeah, that's my shit. But like everyone else would be like, yeah. all right, if, yeah. if he plays New York shit up to next to uh, what you know about that or, you know, uh, okay. 24s yeah. or... Um, Let's but get it away. It's not. It's not beaten. It's New York shit isn't beating any of those Ti songs. I'm but, just but, saying. But, but those are the top Ti songs. Know. You know, like those wouldn't go up against each other. You know what I mean? Right. I'm. You know, and I'm just going off the top of my head. But like, you know, I'm. I'm. Like I said, when I go yeah. down, when I go, when I went down my Ti and Busta Rhymes rabbit hole, like, I'm. I like. I. I know there's people in the chat and people are going to hear this. I really think that. 
Ti did bust her favor by not doing this because you got to you got to get out of your oh, you got to get out of your New York mindset underground back. Like yes, he was Buster was killing it as first, especially with those first two albums. Put your, with not and put your hands where my eyes can see, and you know, killing it. But we can't act like Ti wouldn't drop five and six singles off the you know. I, I don't even count. I'm serious, like because you know that was the album that technically was the flop of his career. Buster's not backpack though. You can't you can't put Buster. But, but there but there, there are people who, who who would be disappointed if he didn't dip into that and like that's where he could once again Styles make fights. He might get caught up in the hype and play something like New York shit. That's that's that is a in this in this instance it would be considered backpack. That wasn't a, that wasn't a club banger. That wasn't one of his songs that did big numbers about, as far as nationwide. Think about joints like "Respect My Conglomerate" with Lil Wayne and Jada Kiss. Like you don't think that'll go? That joint was hard. I mean, it it <laughs> like I said, it depends on what he put it up against. Because I think there's about there's about 15 songs Ti could pull out that wipe the floor with that. Oh, oh man, I, I don't know, man. I I think I think uh, the, your bias of the club is definitely coming out right now. He, is what I oh hear. no, I think it is. But he's in there. It is. It yeah. is. But. But also, I think about that's who's going to be getting, you know, when they put out the scorecard and uh, that and it's what people start marking down, like who won which round. Now, that's the thing. Like me, I just enjoy these so much. Like I forget to even start marking them down. Like I've actually enjoyed these just for the for the quote unquote culture, which is corny. But I really do think if you're talking about who would win and, you, you know, you got all these millions of people logging on. It might be it, it. I think it'd be a lot rougher for Buster Rhymes than a lot of people want to admit. That's a Miami CAD. He said, "Break your neck, pass the Cavassier, Annie up remix, flavoring your ear remix." He said Clifford would get washed. Those are all jams, by the way. Those are all, especially the Annie up remix. It's going. Yeah. I don't care what Ti play. That's going to be hard to beat. That. I mean, yeah. Those. Those are. I'm not saying they aren't, but when when you start like if like if Ti Ti dropped 24 on any one of those, and it might it might not be a good it look. Might, it might or it might not though. That's all I'm saying. Like there's there's more gray area here in my personal opinion than than I think I you're think, giving. I think a lot of people feel like oh Ti was scared to go up against Buster. I was like this is a this is a lot more evenly matched. And I think yeah. leaning towards Ti, then a lot of people want to want to admit to because Busta is a legend, and okay. I am excited about his new record. But like, so, I think I think that I think it, I think there's a better matchup out there for Busta. Nas, um, yeah. Mm. I'd I mean, like to see Busta and Nas. I like to see Busta. Yep. You know, I'd like to see I'd like to see Busta and Redman, even though Redman's output hasn't been hasn't been um, what Watch you know in, in in the last Watch few Redman. years, but. Busted Red Man, I think would be dope. I think he watched Reggie though, and I love Red Man, but I think he yeah, watched. Yeah, oh, you're out of your fucking mind. Oh, spools, think so. me, spools. Remember, you you can include those. Remember, Red Man got features. Red Man got. We talking about albums with Method Man too. <laughs> he's not. He's not. You know, Buster is not washing. fucking washing Red Man. Spools, talk to me, man. I think Buster washes Red Man. Talk to me, spools. Why no, not? Because no I love Red Man. You just heard what Jay Moore said, you know what I mean? But there's 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 so many. Like I don't know. And I think I think I think uh I don't know, man. I personally I think Redman's washing Spools, you Spools, you said there's wash Buster Rhymes, but I think he would beat I think he would beat Buster Rhymes. Spools, I heard you say there are there are so many. But like I can't even think of like I can't I can't like I I, don't get me wrong, I love Redman, but I can't think of like joints. Oh, so you've got uh, like tonight's the night. I think wasn't that Redman? Wasn't he on? You just said whatever, man. Whatever, man. You've got uh, uh, time for some action. The whole Muddy Waters album. Uh, Yeah, (laughs) you've got uh, Rock Wild. I think I was just watching. uh, Yeah, a lot of that shit off the Method Man and Redman album, or a couple of joints at least. Definitely the Rock Wilder. Um, That album for fire. I'll, I'll be, be that. I'll be yeah. that. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean that's just off the top of the head, I guess. But yeah. I don't know. Suppose I, I, I maybe I don't disrespect Red Man, but I, I don't know, man. It might get ugly, man. Talk to me, Long. What you think, man? It might get ugly. I don't know. I I could be wrong. I absolutely could be wrong. I I but 
I mean, I like Redman. I like a lot of his stuff. I think he's one of the best rappers ever. But when we're talking like straight catalog, like, but like, shouts to David in the chat. Method Man and Busta makes way more sense to me than Redman. But I, that would you be know, a good one. Yeah, but, but as much as I like Redman, like just just the records, man. Like, I don't know. I don't know, man. Buddy Waters, come on now. We. we... Come on, man. and, and, and Redman's last album was dope, front to back. So yeah. hell yeah, he's working on a new one. So I fool with Redman. I'm just saying, I don't know, but that's that's good conversation, y'all. Shout out to the chat too. The chat is really out here acting a fool. Nicole is acting a fool. I guess I hate now. I hate Redman. I guess is what I'm being told. <laughs> and let me see. How's what it else feel, Mike? Doing. How's it feel, Mike? Huh? I see. How's I see feel? how you feel. Now I see how you feel. How's it yeah. feel to hate Redman? Just like I hate Nas, apparently. You do hate Nas, but I see I see how you trying. I see what you're doing. Now I know I'm, how I feel. I'd really I'm, like I I'd really like a Buster Rhymes and Nas one. I would tune in for that one. I'd be point, curious about that one. Oh, point taken, man. I I I get it. I now yeah. get what you're saying because she's slandering me in the chat. Okay. I think what David said would be great. Method Man and Buster Rhymes. Yeah. That'd be dope. Shout out to Meth, man, getting his bread out here on the acting, too, with, with the beard shave. He ain't getting that paper, so I ain't mad at that. All right. Yeah, um, Buster Rhymes. Buster Rhymes is in higher learning. Yes. Good movie, by the way. And, 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 he, and he was yes. in, in Finding Forrester. Don't do that. That's a deep cut. Yeah, <laughs> I saw a Hall- Halloween Ace. I'm sorry. Go ahead. It was a Halloween Ace 202, uh, 20 years later, Michael Myers or something like that. He was in there. Or was that the one with LL? I can't remember. He was in uh, one of those. I think that was LL. Yeah. It was in one of the Halloween movies, though. So, Ter- shout out to Ter- Go ahead. Terry, Ter- Ter- we got you back. You back? Check what it sound like. Hey, at least you're here. Yeah. 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 You're here. You I didn't miss. To, uh, I, have to, I have to do a little something else as far as logging in today. Got you. It's all good. Turned into a trend. What what is the movie that uh Bethan Man's in where he shaved his beard and he looks all weird? Um it's brand the beard's new. weird. Was that 187? That's one like bro. A, that's all we weren't trying to it's recent. It's know. recent. It's, a, it's, it's the it's joint a new one. Oh. Somebody was like, this is, Oh, is it like, the movie is, with is it Amy Schumer's movie? That one? I know he's in I'm that. not sure, but they showed a picture of Method Man without his beard. I didn't even recognize him. I, I didn't know who it was, and I was like, "Oh shit, that is Method Man." No, he's been he's in the wire in a lot of movies, yeah, but I don't, I don't getting that paper. I ain't hey, like pops. Get get to that paper. Get to it. <laughs> Shout out to John Witherspoon. <laughs> All right, man. So um, that was a good conversation. Um, okay, let's. You know what? Can we? Since we had the Halloween talk, we trying to play yeah. the clock. Can we can we talk shout out our partners real quick and uh re up before we go into something else? Definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stick around. We'd like to thank our partners for the new old heads podcast. No bad ideas clothing company, Coleman Dental, Printfinity, Indie CD and Vinyl, Sun King Brewery, and the hub for all things new old heads, bringing down the band.com. Remember. Once you type bringing down the band in the search bar on YouTube and the page populates, subscribe and hit the bell for notifications. And as always, we thank you for your support. Now back to the show. All right. So let's get back into the rundown that we had there. Let's see what else we got going on. Oh, okay. So shout out to my man, uh, Nate Jeezy out East. My man's out in Maryland. Uh, we were talking about, uh, the recent Griselda movement, or just Benny, the Benny album. And uh, I think this apply. you can apply this concept to just hip-hop in general, but we we use Griselda as an example. We're having a conversation about their success and, you know, things of that nature. And he, he mentioned something to the effect of the nostalgia, the nostalgic sound that they have is predominantly the reason why they are, you know, quote-unquote, successful or the way that they're moving and everything is moving so well. Um, and I told him I've been to two Griselda shows and 60% of the crowd was 20 year olds. Like when I went in there, like it was a lot of people our age in there too, but it wasn't just a group, a room full of people that were old. Like it was a lot of kids in there that were loving that, you know, loving what they were bringing. So <clears throat> I, I guess my question to you guys is 
you know, the a nostalgic, a nostalgic sound in hip hop is sometimes looked down upon. Like nobody want to hear that old shit or why does it sound like this? And we don't we don't want to hear anything that reminds us of the golden era or, or there's many ways that you can spin it. I've heard it all. Is a, is a nostalgic sound necessarily a bad thing for hip hop? If we look at it as an ecosystem and balance and rap music and all that type of stuff, is that a bad thing? Like, I don't think it's a bad thing to dip into, you know, certain eras and try to bring a certain vibe back, you know, especially with Hit Boy and Benny. I think they, I think they put a new spin on it from a normal Griselda sound, but I don't, I don't, it doesn't strike me as a bad thing, but I do that. And Spools, I come to you first because you actually one of the people that put me on to Griselda, like, is a nostalgic sound, is that a bad thing? I don't think so, man. Like in music, like in general, like, um, it seems to be, I don't know why it is uh, not always looked upon very well in hip hop. You know, maybe it's because hip hop is something that's just constantly evolving, like all the mm-hmm. time, like maybe more so than other genres, you know, I don't know, you know, right. um, but no, man, I think that uh, it's not like, and what's interesting, it's not like Benny's copying 20 years ago or 25 years ago or 30 years ago, you know what I mean? It's just a... It's just this this concept or this label that we attach to the way he rhymes because it's so reminiscent of when really being, I guess, what people just call now generally lyrical was important, more important back then. You know what I'm saying? Okay. So yeah. that's my opinion, yeah. at least. Um, so, no, I don't think it's bad at all. And I don't, I guess I don't always understand... Um, like okay so i guess here's one thing right so playing devil's advocate it holds the it holds the art form back like doing okay. that for some reason like it like it slows it down or holds it back and and in, and again i would say it doesn't because he doesn't sound exactly like people from 25 30 years ago like it it's it's different it just has this flavor to it that's again reminiscent of a of an earlier time so no man i don't think it's bad at all so i think reminiscent like you said i think that's that's perfect. Like, I'm not like he's not saying that he hates Griselda. We just were having a conversation. But anything to oh, me, sure, anything no, that re- you can like whatever you want. Like, I don't, I don't have a yeah, problem. Yeah. I like him a sure. lot and have for a long time. But if you don't, that's cool. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's all. I don't no. care. But uh, yeah, no. I, overall, just to your to the question, no, I don't think that there's an issue with nostalgia <laughs> at all. I think it's a good thing. I think it reinforces, yeah. uh, you know, aspects of the culture. So. Yeah. And I think people jump out the window when it sounds, you know, they, they'll take it all the way there when it reminds you of versus actually sounding exactly like those are two different things. Yeah. Well, hip hop, hip hop's like that too. I mean, and it, and it, I guess it occurs in other genres you could say, but like the, the concept of copying someone's style or you sound like this for, you know what I mean? Like that's, that's a big deal. It's a really big deal. You know? Um, I mean, again, it's that way, I guess you could say in like in other genres but again sometimes i mean i say that a lot but i don't like comparing i feel like hip-hop's just its own thing man like it's you know it's it's no, not can, like other genres necessarily but it, in some ways it, it is I, don't know. I can dig it long long jump in there man where, where, where are you at on this uh i don't i don't i don't see i, I don't see the, the i mean i why is it nostalgic you know what i mean like because I, the, the production is a, a little is sounds like something that was similar in the 90s because they're like one of the comments says because they rap like drug dealers like is that <laughs> uh, you know it's like <laughs> I, I don't know you know like I, I feel like they are different um I I kind of get it but I think it's kind of a lazy argument to be honest um because okay. um even the sample stuff that that they kind of made popular again on the underground stuff is mm-hmm. reminiscent in a way of like heavy sample loops, minimalistic production, and leaving space for the artist over some eerie type of stuff. So I kind of get that a little bit. I guess if you're relating it to like a Mob Deep or something, but like it's so much different, you know. And and if you actually listen to what they're talking about and where they're from, it's not you know. They're just talking about their lives. It's not like they're trying to like mimic somebody from 1993 or 94, you know? So I don't know. Um, that's just, that's, that's where I'm at. I, with it. That's just how I feel. 
<laughs> that that's where I'm at with it. There's one thing to remind you of something. There's another thing to say, you know, it's completely bad. You know what I mean? JDF, jump in there, man. Just from the from a nostalgic feel. Is that a bad thing? Good thing. Uh I'm a I'ma put it like this. Um I've said before that um the production that that Derringer and uh what's my guy's name? Uh, Alchemist. Alchemist. Not Alchemist, not Alchemist, uh the other one. Can't remember his name. Anyway, their producer style is like a polished RZA. Like I I, I hear like if RZA was still making beats that sounded decent, you know what I'm saying? Cause I ain't right. taking nothing away from him, but his sound is kind of, mm-hmm. you know, it's long term. Term. he took the yeah, wrong it, turn. It's kind of like <laughs> it's kind of like where where he should have been at this point, if if I were to put it anything to where a nostalgia would be. But comparing them the sound-wise, it's really not um it doesn't sound old school. You know what I'm saying? That's that's kind of like the comparison of just because Shine is white, you compare him to Eminem and he sounds nothing like Eminem. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's it's uh it's an apples and oranges type of thing. I, I do like the fact that they're a crew that is constantly putting out quality material. Even yep. the, uh that new that new Benny doesn't sound like anything that Griselda has put out. It's like it's it totally went left field as far as the sound is concerned. Interestingly, that though, one, mm-hmm. go ahead. Sam. That one, in my opinion, kind of sounds like uh, like an early two thousands Jay Z feel. It doesn't <laughs> sound exactly. like it, yeah, but it gives say. me that feel. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But essentially, it's not it's not old sounding. It's still polished. It's still fresh. But I, I do understand you want maybe you want to throw on some Tims and a bubble coat or something <laughs> because it puts you back in that position you was in in ninety five, ninety six. Okay. What were you going to say long before I, I thought you were going to jump in there before I go to Jay Yeah, I was exactly what Terry said. I was going to say it sounded more like 2000-ish Jay-Z records, like rock records. Um, sound like Just Blaze a little bit, you know, like similar. Uh, that's So I got that nostalgic feeling from it, I guess, a little bit, you know, but it wasn't, mm-hmm. it didn't sound like that's what they were necessarily going for or like they were trying to bite anything. It just sounded like that's what it sounded like. Jay Moore, talk to me, man. Talk to me about the retro vibes. See, I don't, the thing is, I don't really get a retro vibe. You know, I mean, people talk about that whole Griselda movement almost like they're doing Wu Tang, Mob Deep, Nas, Jay Z cosplay. And I don't really see that. You know, I think that they, like I said, they're speaking from their own experiences. And you got to remember that these aren't young guys like it's not like they're they're relatively True. new as far as the public consciousness is concerned that's a great point jay you know but these this, this is not like the they're these uh these 19 20 21 year old guys who are out here rapping Very on good. the radio right now like you know these guys have you know they've they've lived real life and served some real hard time you know and to get back and to do this this music thing um you know it's it's from their experience and from what they and probably enjoy listening to, you know, so I, I, I've never really, but I I feel like it, it feels like today, like just because there are some chopped up soul samples. I mean, that's, that's not something that had to be stuck in, in, uh, you know, 1994 or whatever. And just because like, you know, Benny actually tries to put some words together, I guess that's, that's retro because he's trying to rap, you know, um, (laughs) <laughs> and that uh you know everything is it, everything that uh they rhyme about doesn't make it seem like the sun is shining outside i know that's that seems like it's a it's a little different compared kind of, if you contrast it to what you may hear on the radio just because like you know the these new rappers and slash r&b singers or whatever you all they do is you know, uh, take women on vacations and go to the strip club you know and so like you don't you don't <laughs> I mean, I, and don't get me wrong. There's nothing wrong with that, you know. If that's how you how you live in, but you know, sometimes I, you know, I, I came up on. There's a lot of hip hop I like that I don't mind that it sounds like kind of like a cloudy day, um, mm. and I think that might be what makes it seem so retro because everything is so is you know if you're looking at it from a popular music standpoint, 
you wouldn't think there are really any problems outside, you know. Um, mm. And I don't, you know, you don't, you don't get that vibe from the whole Griselda camp. Well, they, you know, mind you, they still say some wild shit too, you know, like you know, cooking a brick in 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 the in the air fryer and all that, you know. <laughs> I knew you. <laughs> but you know they, they still a little outrageous with. But you know you need that. Right on my brick. So <laughs> you know they still they, there's there's some time uh, they're enjoying themselves. You know I can tell. But um you know I don't I don't you know I, I don't think it's fair to brand them with this retro vibe because then it makes it seem like oh why would anybody under the age of like 37 try to get into their music? You know it almost puts them in in, in a in a um in a space to where you know, if if you tell somebody 19 years old about some retro hip hop, they'd be like, I'm not listening to that. And yeah. I don't think that's fair. Yeah. Conductor Williams is actually the uh, producer that I was thinking about. And and yeah. actually, the, the, the cool thing about Griselda is a lot of their stuff ain't even samples. Mm-hmm. These is like they get replayed. all original instrumentation and replayed. You know what I'm saying? So they're oh, actually taking so it a step further. One of West Side Guns projects, long. What is the producer's name? You know who I'm talking about. That collab with Darren to make the original joints. It yeah, was the whole project. Beat Butcher, the Beat Butcher from New York. Yeah, he's he's really dope. And they just had yeah. him like redo some stuff, which is yeah. At least special. that's my that's my guess. On, the, on YouTube or something. Yeah, yeah, he's like, he's really really talented. Yeah, it take the level of talent. To be able to recreate that sound from an, from an arrangement standpoint and for him to replay and try to play certain things for it to come out and still sound like that, I, to me, Lone knows that I, that's super impressive to me. Like that, for them to be able to go through there and him to be able to replay certain stuff and they can still chop it up, like I, he get high marks from me on that because I know how hard that shit is, man, like to, to go no sample and still still have that vibe. So, yeah. Um, no nah, man, that's dope. Like I, I think I agree with what everybody is saying. It's just, it's just a good conversation. The chat is pretty much on the same thing. I think they're looking at us like we crazy when I said me. I'm crazy when I said nostalgic. Okay, they going through there. Uh, yeah. I mean, good I point. get it. Don't get me wrong. I, I get it. I understand that point. But at the same time, if you wasn't if you wasn't there, if you haven't been constantly listening to music and hearing how it evolved and how it still sounds fresh and polished. Yeah, I can I can see you saying that it is old or a nod to old when that when not. Yeah, like the some of these some of these things though, like some of these chops, some of these projects. I'm like to Spools's point. Spools' point. There's there are elements there, but it's not none of this shit sounds like Mob Deep. Like you can pull elements from anything. You can none of this shit sounds like Wu Tang Forever. It doesn't sound like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's elements with the sampling and the looping. I get that, but I don't hear anything that sounds like only built for Cuban links. You know what's interesting? Is that here's a huge difference, I think, between the two, and this isn't taking anything away from Griselda at all. Um, but they don't... Griselda doesn't really do, like, story raps, man. You know what I mean? Like, none of those cats really do that. Like, you don't hear that that much in, in hip-hop, or at least, you know, in anything really popular anymore. You know, but Prodigy, Havoc, you know, Wu-Tang, they told... They told really good stories, man. They did it really well. You know, it's just yeah. a difference in what they rhyme about. So again, not taking anything away from anyone. But and you can you can definitely tell that when uh what was it West Side Guns album where he had Slick Rick on it twice and, and yeah, you can twice. Just, right. I mean that's how that's how that's how Rick raps. So it's like you can hear the contrast really yep. <laughs> serious, like when it features somebody who is from that era. I mean, that and that's what that I'm way. saying is like and Griselda still they're still really fucking dope. Like, yep. you know what I mean? Yep. Like, but, and, that, and that's kind of the point I'm making is like, it's not, or that we're all making, I think, is that they don't sound like, the, like Mob yeah. Deep. They don't, but it's just reminiscent of, you know? Yeah. Reminiscent is the word that I would take from this conversation. Like, it reminds you of it, but, you know, just to completely say that's the reason, I'm like, nah, I've been, I've been out here. I've seen some of these shows and, you know, it's just, their vibe is their success is bigger than just that. I, I couldn't label their success as just that. I, there's there's no way I could do that. You yeah, know, I agree. based off the projects and, and, and the stuff that they've put out, I, I think um, that's an unfair assessment in my opinion. I, you, you can't just put that on them. And I, get it, um, I mean, I mean their testament would be 
consistency as well too i mean because they're literally a machine they don't stop they constantly keep hitting you with projects i was actually talking to bo about this a couple days ago how you have these artists that are putting out these uh 20 song projects but then you have griselda Mm -hmm. that are breaking it up down in the to something consumable something you can digest and be ready for something new you know what i'm saying so their formula is working for them the sound sounds good and i mean they're dope artists yep consistency is key yeah yeah, West Side, West Side Gun is the uh, A&R of 2020. Yeah, man, like he's, you know, like I always tell people, West Side Gun, he is he's not the most he's not the most lyrical out the crew, he's not the this, he's not the that, but you can tell that he is like, like he has his print on imprint on anything that they do. You can tell just by how the product comes out. Like what what they're doing is working. It works. Oh yeah. You know what I'm saying? And he is, they found a niche, they've carved it out and it's been successful. Like, you know, you just got to show love. You know what I mean? I think it actually helps with the balance. You know what I'm saying? Because now it's nowhere near as balanced as it used to be, you know? And for them to be able to come in and just carve out a lane and be somewhat, I ain't going to say popular, but be relevant in that lane, that does help with the balance because the copycat level now is ridiculous. Everything sounds the same. So, I think there's value and in them having like an them. alternate sound. Right. There's a value in that. You know what I'm saying? So what what Benny say? He the only new rapper that uh that can uh that can go in Tupac in the same mirror as Tupac or something like that. He said. <laughs> yeah, yeah. In fact, yeah. I mean these these cats was pretty much in high school the same time we was in high school. Yeah. Yeah, they're not we're not that much older than them. Yeah, we're yeah. not that much older than them. So I, I and just to wrap it up before we get out of here, uh, I actually pulled up the track list for the Buster Rhymes. We mentioned Buster earlier. Um, but he has, when you talk about features, now I've always been a person, I've been consistent. The long albums, the 22, 21 track joints with a bunch of features, I tend to shy away from those because I don't know if everybody can pull that off. With this one, I feel like I have more faith in Buster. He's got Rick Ross, Anderson Pack. Been on the single Rhapsody, Mariah Carey, Kendrick is on there. It's probably be the first Kendrick verse we hear of this year, actually, if you think about it. Uh, Mary J. Blige, ODB actually is on there. Bell Bib DeVoe is on here. MOP is on here. Chris Rock, Rock Kim, and Pete Rock are on the intro. Like the album Q-tip. based off Q Tip. Sorry, I missed Tip. Yep. So based off that alone, like I am very excited and and super curious to see how this comes out. Like, I really want to see what they do with this one. So we shall see. I think it'll drop. It drops this Friday. I know Nicole already said she had the bootleg. So if it's 22 joints on her scale, she probably liked five or six of them. If I was to go with her scale, but uh, is there anything else that I forgot y'all before we get out of here? No, I mean, I don't think so. I mean, I don't think so. Next Halloween time you Halloween. see us, though, uh, there there will have been an election. Where mm. if you watch the pre-show, we'll actually be doing a pre-show during the results. So uh, this next couple of weeks is about to be interesting. Hey, it, it's funny that uh, it's crazy that you said that, but I remember us working on the episode and coming out and watching results four years ago. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Here we are again, started. virtually. Like it's when we started. So. It'll be. I'm. I'm very curious to see what happens. I got to go do my due diligence this weekend. Um. Hopefully, I can avoid them long ass lines we were talking about in the pre-show. You know, if you can, can get out there and vote. It's very important. This is a very important election. Like Terry said, either way, some shit gonna happen. But you know, you can get out there and get to them polls and vote if you can. Make the effort, even with the long lines. Try to hang in there if you can. I know Spools had a situation where his lines, the lines were ridiculous, but you can get out there. No, voice your opinion. No, it's going to be needed. So we'll see. I think that will do it for this episode. As always, remember to go to YouTube, subscribe to Bringing Down the Band and also the New uh, new Old Heads page. It's a network page. We need subscriptions there. Trying to get to 100 people uh, so we can change that URL and open up a, a bag of other things that 
will give us access to. You can also follow us on Patreon. Make sure you follow New Old Heads on Twitter. Follow us everywhere. Instagram. Uh, uh, followers and supporters as possible to keep the movement going. Those that love us, we appreciate y'all. Those that don't, keep watching. We'll continue to make you mad. And um, I think that is it. And we'll see y'all next week. Peace. 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 Goodbye. In a minute.